This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's, Let's Drink, Drink About it. it. Welcome to Let's Drink About It, the show where we proceed from the premise that every life event has a perfect cocktail to go with it. I am your host, Chris Bowman. And I am your other host, Benjamin R. Harrison, coming to you live from Tacoma, Washington. <laughs> Beautiful downtown Tacoma. Uh, commonly... Uh, Commonly uh, uh, misunderstood to be live on this show. Um, and our lovely and talented <laughs> guest this week is uh, Chris fucking Barube. Oh, hello. Believe it or not. I don't know where you got that nickname from. I don't know, but, uh, I don't know how you figured out my middle name. I guess you like, accessed my birth certificate or something. But I guess those are probably publicly available. Well, we make everybody show, show us their driver license before they come on the show to know that, that totally makes sense. barely legal. Yeah, they, they have to be Ooh. of age to... To do the show, yeah. I understand that. That's only responsible. Yeah, no. It's before you get uh, anywhere near the microphone. Uh, welcome, yep. Chris. Hello. Thanks for having me, We guys. actually also mm-hmm. check people's IDs before they listen to the show. So if, you, you know, if you're listening tough... and we haven't looked at your ID, please turn the show off. It's please. a tough... It takes... It takes yeah. We're still getting through the first episode. Uh, check yeah. ID the check. The backlog, yeah. yeah. No, please mail us a copy of your driver's license and social security <laughs> number and credit card information. <laughs> yeah. For age verification purposes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's like the iTunes store makes you guys do that or something. Is that right? Yeah. It's part of the deal. That sounds yeah. about right. Now, now, Chris Berube, I met you at a uh, meeting of the Brooklyn Public Radio Club. That's right, yeah. And I uh, I was in town that week. I mentioned that I uh, had done some work with the Maximum Fun people, and I saw you flip out on the other side of the room. And then I come <laughs> to find out that uh, you do some work with Bullseye, uh, our friend Jesse Thorne's smash hit NPR program. Yeah, that's uh, one, that's my favorite program. I've I've edited uh, some of the interviews that you may know and love from that show, uh, and sometimes oh, man. I do editing. Lay, on that lay a couple of recent ones on me. What are ones I've edited? I edited uh, Damian Abraham when he was on the oh, show. Cool. I edited. Uh, J- I, it's weird because I met him recently because he hosted the other show I work on, which is Q, which is a public radio show here in Canada. Yeah, and I was like, "Hey, I edited you," and he was not impressed at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just told him, I was telling him It's a weird thing when you edit somebody because you really like, it's a very intimate thing to edit somebody's uh, video or audio. I talked to my, uh, the editor on my film uh, I've been working with for a few years now and uh, plenty of times have happened where he and I have been shooting something and somebody walks into the room that he has spent hours editing and it's like it's always bizarre because he's like i know you i fucking know you yeah (laughs) it's true because like you hear their voice patterns and like if you're doing the editing you hear like the uncut stuff so you also hear them like sitting down and like complaining about their day and stuff like things that nobody ever actually hears on the radio and then when you meet them, it's like, oh, yeah, I totally know what that one day was like when you went to meet Jesse Thorne. <laughs> <laughs> Completely useless information out of context, but yeah. I uh, edited one of the weather ladies on television in uh, in New York City one time, and I like cannot watch her give the, the, uh, the forecast anymore because I think she's... A fucking moron! Oh, like, no. all, anytime, anytime she wasn't saying something that was prepared for her, she's like just making like incredibly naive and stupid observations about everything. Uh, How well, do you really? Feel? Like one of those people who's dumb that nobody has told her that she's dumb. Oh, like her entire life, and now it's well, it's, it's something when you're like editing. Uh, I'm sure this is fascinating for people who are really interested in public radio editing <laughs> techniques, but um, <laughs> it's like that's a lot of my job now too, and. 
uh, sometimes like I'm really lucky I work on a show where, you know, some of my heroes have been on this show and then I get to hear them just completely tank it. And then you have to like, go back yeah, never edit your heroes. Make them, no, never that. edit your heroes. Yeah. That's exactly, that's the lesson. <laughs> if you're going to take anything away from this episode of let's drink about it. Uh, but yeah, then yep. you have to go back and like make them sound like human beings. And then it's like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Not an easy task. Uh. I can't imagine. I've never, I've never had to do that, but I cannot imagine that it's easy to. Uh, you guys edit this show, right? Like a... you, you edit this show. You're gonna make me sound like I actually know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, like that's. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're gonna cut all of this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> good. My controversial <laughs> political stances are about to start coming out. <laughs> I mostly edit this show to make it sound like I say like a lot less than I do, mm. uh, which is probably astonishing to the listening audience, who I'm sure are completely irritated with how often I say like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I make it also sound like Chris coughs a lot less than he does. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Chris Berube here is going to flip out at the amount of times I clear my throat and cough because it is <laughs> radio magic to the uh, to the listener. But yeah, uh, to the audience at home, it's completely. It's like the greatest magic trick there is. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I one met, of these I days met... we'll just get cough buttons, right? Yeah, we should get a cough button. I, I. I uh... Yeah, I really do. I'm, Actually, I'm sure it might be the most important piece of gear that I am missing is a cough button. What do those go for? Like fifteen hundred bucks or something? <laughs> with my luck, with my luck, it is. Yeah, probably the most expensive piece of gear because it's the biggest button. You know. Yeah, you it's call in the me. guys like, ah, oh, yeah, I could, I could set up a cough button for you. It's uh, here. You get it. this one used <laughs> it's to belong gonna to. It's going to cost you. Here you go. Yeah, it's going to cost you. This one used to belong to Stuart McLean. Uh, it's, uh, it's good. It's it's you. It's it's lightly used. Only uh, eighteen hundred bucks or something. I don't know if you know who Stuart McLean no, is. Canadian uh, Benjamin. Radio. He's Canadian Canadian radio icon. Legend. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I was hoping can... you were going to say Fibber McGee. Another Canadian radio icon, Fibber McGee. I <laughs> <laughs> um, since you told your uh, where you know Chris story from, I'll tell my abbreviated version. Uh, again, Jesse Thorne uh, put us in touch. Uh, all he, roads lead to Jesse Thorne. Yep, all roads lead to and from uh, Mr. Jesse Thorne. Um, yeah, I met Chris years ago through the Max Fun Connection. Like Jesse just knew that we were both in Toronto. And uh, Oh, you know what it was? My brother ordered a T-shirt. Uh-huh. He ordered like the Maximum Fun Rocket T-shirt. Yeah. And then Jesse was like, oh, yeah, just talk to Chris Bowman. He's in Toronto. So he set you and my brother up, and then we became friends after that. I don't know if you remember. That was Set me and Dan up? To, to get a t-shirt, like a Max Fun t-shirt. Or at least you guys like communicated, and then it was like, oh yeah, Chris Bowman's going to oh, be in yeah. Toronto. I vaguely, I vaguely remember that, yeah. So you guys do edit this show, right? Yeah, yeah we're going to take this stuff. <laughs> That's okay, we can talk. We can talk. We uh, no, we totally, yeah, we, uh, we mentioned through Jesse Thorne, the sun around which all yeah. cool public media revolves, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Um, yeah. And, uh, let- One time Jesse Thorne said, uh, said to me, that he felt like all of the good things that happened happened to him in his life happened because John Hodgman liked him, and I said, Jesse, I feel like all the good things that have happened to me in my life happened because you like me. So uh, we're all downstream uh, from John Hodgman. Yeah, it's in a true. Way. In a, it's in true. A, in a way, um, the most important fact about Chris, though, I think, is that uh, uh, in my feeling, my gut tells me that. He's going to be all of our bosses one day. I don't know how. Chris is going to be the boss of everybody. And I mean that. In a, I buy it. That's yeah. very sweet. I, I, I feel like people have been saying that about me for so long now that it's bound to come true eventually. Well, or it, just never. I'm going to be there like, oh, yeah, that was that guy who's supposed to be everybody's boss. Totally. Look at him you're, now. You're going to be the biggest hero. Well, you do. The biggest you are dressed like you just stepped <laughs> off your yacht. So, I mean, like, wherever, wherever he goes, it's, it's, uh, 
he makes us all look terrible. And uh, you, do it, you do it so, so nicely, Chris. Thank you. Oh, that's very kind. Yeah. Well, uh, I, it might, can I tell you my meeting Jesse Thorne story? Which yeah. is that I had him on my uh, community radio show when I had one. And I just sent him an email wow. uh, saying, hey, Michael Jackson just died. Do you want to talk about Michael Jackson? And he was like, yeah. And then I had him on my show. And then we just spent the entire <laughs> time with him just talking about the 1992 Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, man. And he, he just remembered every player. And then by the end, I was like, oh, I didn't get any of the Michael Jackson stuff I was supposed to get. <laughs> no. I feel like maybe we should be saving Chris's till the end. But I, because you're the guest, I think we start with you. And then okay. we'll go downhill from that there. sounds good. Yeah. I worry I haven't given you guys the greatest life event to work with here because I I think there's a lot of drink potential out of this one though. Uh, I saw the Fifty Shades of Grey movie in a movie theater. Oh uh, man, so that was my wow. life event. That's oh uh, that's man, a, I really want to hear about that. Yeah. That's a pretty big one. Chris, how about you? What's uh, Chris Bowman? That is yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two Chris's on that side of the on that side of the and Skype. We, we share initials and everything, so there's just no way this around. Show, this show's gonna be a mess. Yeah, it's a mess. Good luck editing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, my thing is... We did so many let's edit this out jokes in the last episode that I feel like we have to stop with that whole... We actually have to. That. I we apologize. Actually, no, well, we actually have to. We do it all the time, though. You know, We really do all the yeah, time. So I, we'll I left things into we'll... the show that I think that Paul sincerely wanted edited out last time, but I just thought it was so funny. Yeah, it, I think it's interesting yeah. that you assume those were let's edit it out jokes from the last episode, know, and those I were know. not pleas for editing. I know. like that's uh, we Actually, that one is it's true. We I, I, It killed me, though, to hear Paul say edit point like 30 times. <laughs> yeah, Paul just kept, I assume he just kept coming in and being like, oh, man, I wish I just hadn't given away uh my banking information <laughs> yeah, on here right. we can edit that out right you're like yeah sure we'll edit thing, that out sure thing. wink wink i'm suffering from uh i'm suffering from a holiday hangover no uh, you're saying that holiday in the in the englishy i went on a holiday right uh, like, a ja- as josie used to say or still does i'm sure a jaunt i want it was more of a jaunt, a jaunt than a holiday oh but uh a jaunt hangover uh excursion hangover yeah. uh and how about you ben i feel like in in the United States, holiday refers exclusively to like Easter, Christmas, President's Day, right? Kind of right. Madonna's you know, birthday it doesn't mean <laughs> vacation. Yeah, yeah. Madonna's um, birthday being the chief among them. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, ben, mm. how about you? What... Please, please don't bring up Madonna's birthday <laughs> on the show because I get a powerful erection and usually wind up in the emergency room. Oh wow! And you're in uh, Tacoma, Washington, which is like the middle of the forest, I think. Yeah. So. You're gonna. It's, it's an issue. Yeah, what was your, what was your life event? Wonders. You got you got an erection. That was your life event. <laughs> this is like I totally uh, came ill prepared this week. We've got Fifty Shades of Grey and an erection in the woods. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, I totally missed the mark. <laughs> my uh, well, my life event is uh, coming home a day early from my uh, extended travels to surprise my beautiful fiance. Oh. You say, your, you say your full name on air, really? Yeah, I don't think any of her coworkers listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just worried about all the people who are going to hear this powerful erection joke. And they'll be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, we need to tell that guy's fiance what he's up to. <laughs> she knows about my powerful erections. <laughs> I'd, ima- I'd hope at this point. You guys are, you guys are getting yeah. married. Oh, <laughs> man. She just mentions Madonna's birthday and we get going. <laughs> I'll give you your drink first. I, oh, I thank you, I'm, Chris. I'm quite 
proud of this drink selection. Oh I don't know, you know. Is that I don't just know. a bottle of Grey Goose that you're just gonna like <laughs> pour directly into my mouth? No, but you know, it's funny. Like it, in, uh, I don't think we would do that booking, on this show. No, no you, guys, you guys are far more humane. Yeah, it's, yeah right. Well, in, in researching <laughs> drinks for this this uh, life event, I mean, wait, are you saying that we would dump it down your throat in an inhumane uh, animal husbandry practice like foie gras? So we would be yeah, making, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Because it's, like it's a goose, you a goose related product. We'd be making foie vod. <laughs> Is that something? Foie vod. Uh, yeah, sure. So, that's what I was getting at. So that's I, that's a new well, no, that's a new that's takes, a new delicacy. Mm-hmm. We we force feed uh, overpriced vodka to public radio mm-hmm. legends such as Chris Berube, and then we cut out their liver and can it and sell it to I French mean, restaurants. Yeah, I mean, look, the word legend, the word legend gets thrown around a lot these days, and sometimes appropriately applied. I think he misspoke. I think he meant uh, public radio genius. Oh, thank, uh, thank you, Chris. I'm glad that we could. could Legend gets thrown around. A legend in the making. I'll put it that way. Uh, I I could say. I think that delicacy. Yeah, I think that would probably like. I have a pretty supple liver. It'd be great. It'd be like it'd be like rich, rich and umami, but it gives you a buzz. Yeah, exactly. And like, and also you get the sweet taste of Grey Goose vodka, (laughs) which is the the taste sensation that's sweeping kids who don't know any better when they buy alcohol fake IDs. (laughs) I mean, to 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 the surprise of no one, looking up drinks or researching drinks for this uh, life event, you know, Grey Goose vodka was probably near the top of every like themed you know like i looked up I themed yeah. drinks and then i thought no this is like way too much of a cop-out like looking up <laughs> drinks that people have already researched yeah. this is silly i feel like a lot of people have paired a cocktail with the going to 50 shades of gray life event already no it's yeah. no it's like it, it, but, it kind of borders it's, it's on this it's the same level as sex in the city yeah like, but we want to be definitive to about it right 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 and so you know let's cut to the chase mm-hmm. the only drink that you need to drink when you're watching Fifty Shades of Grey. Boom. Is a little is a little drink called the safe word. <laughs> oh. Yep. Uh, you Thematically sir, topical. Yeah. yeah. You, sir, are going to be drinking one and a half ounces of Reposado tequila, three okay. quarter ounces of Aperol. All right. Uh, three quarter ounces of aromatized. Aromatized, is that right? Aromatized wine. Uh, so they recommend Cochi Americano. I'm going to use, I'm going to use, I actually sounded Italian, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use uh, uh, Lille Blanc, uh, which we've substituted um, uh, Cochi Americano uh, for mm-hmm. before. Three quarter ounces of uh, Sorel liqueur, um, which again, I, I, I went the extra distance. Dang. Uh, I went the extra mile, I guess. Uh, I made, I made, because uh, we can't get sorel liqueur here wow uh, because apparently yeah apparently it uh doesn't leave brooklyn i don't know yeah that's um, a it's a pretty new uh spirit i believe yeah so like it's made in brooklyn uh to no one's surprise again made, made for <laughs> brooklyn by brooklyn yeah that's true uh, uh <laughs> so uh, homemade hibiscus syrup <laughs> That's <laughs> right. I was yes. trying to work it out, but I don't want to. It's going to take me too long to do that. So, two dashes of two dashes of Peychaud's bitters uh, and a grapefruit uh, peel. So you're garnish. you're substituting uh, a homemade hibiscus syrup for the Sorel. Yeah. So nice. it's not a liqueur. There's no no alcohol in it. But uh, I uh, let's see. If, from memory, it's uh, three quarters of a cup of hibiscus like dried hibiscus mm-hmm. uh two 
whole whole star uh was it star Seed or what's it yeah. called anise i can't remember yeah i've heard it as uh, an, anise or anise depending on who's pronouncing anise. it yeah uh and then we've got uh white sugar brown sugar lemon peel uh and uh, water so you know I'll, I'll post the uh recipe i got i don't know how good this recipe is it tastes okay to me but i've never had it before so i've got nothing to go on awesome uh, i recommend really putting that in some soda water and making a nice hibiscus soda when you're done Yes, sir. That's uh, I've got 32 ounces of this shit, so uh, I needed three quarters of an ounce. I figured, why not make the whole, the whole I br- batch? I brought, I brought Tupperware, so I can just bring the rest of that, that Good. sucker home with All me. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Always bring Tupperware to an episode of Let's Drink About It, you know? You never know <laughs> yeah, what you might right. go home with. Uh, stir, strain, rocks, twist. That's the directions, which is uh, so far my favorite, uh, my favorite directions we've yeah. ever done. Stir, strain, rock, twist? Yep. I like it. Uh, ben. Chris. You're going to be... Oh, you I'm, next. Uh, look, you, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you your drink, Mr. Bowman. Uh, yeah, you had a Corp Survivor number two a few uh, episodes ago. Today mm-hmm. you'll be drinking a Corp Survivor number one. This is an ounce Whoa. and a half of cognac, three quarter ounces of apple brandy or Calvados, and three quarter ounces of sweet vermouth. So you're going to stir these ingredients with ice and strain into a chilled cocktail glass and garnish. With an orange twist. So I guess that would just be stir, strain, twist. Yeah. To the O. Love it. Twist to the O. I think that's, maybe that's the, uh, maybe that's the way we go from, from here on just out. Just get it's real, real, real nice. Real abbreviated and yeah. non-specific, so it's hard for people to understand. <laughs> yeah, totally. For people playing the Let's Drink About a Drinking Game at Home, which I assume, do people, have people ever been in touch with you guys about that? Like, no. has anyone talked to you about making the drinks from the show? Yeah, or absolutely. Or tried to? Yeah, yeah. Talk, yeah. Sometimes people send us pictures of the drinks that we recommend to them. Oh, that's it's tremendous. Yeah. I know that a lot of people uh, were going nuts about the sage drink that Chris had last week uh, and making it yeah. for themselves. Uh, we right. got a lot that of tweets nice about one. that. I know uh, you guys have like the, the Venn diagram of fans of Fifty Shades of Grey and fans of your show is like pretty <laughs> much like concentric circles. So I feel yeah. like we're going to get a lot of photos yeah, of people drinking gonna words. Time. Yeah. It's not so much concentric circles. We're going to want the circle. Yeah. It's just one circle. Yeah, yeah that's right. a good point. Ben, you're going to be drinking uh, the Upside Down Martini. Um, it's two and a half ounces of dry vermouth, one ounce of gin, uh, and a lemon peel for garnish. Uh, you're going to assemble the gin and vermouth in a mixing glass filled with ice and stir, strain into a chilled martini glass, and garnish with the lemon peel. Yum. Straightforward. Yeah. Crazy pants, and it's a martini, which is your. Uh, have you ever had this before? Have you ever had? A, I have uh, not. I, yeah. I've I've heard tell of it. Um, it's like uh, it's like if you make a a vinaigrette where you invert the oil and vinegar uh, uh, quotient. So I'm kind of excited to see what it tastes like. Yeah, looking forward to it. Well, let's go make it. Well, we'll uh, look forward no more. The time is nigh. The time is nigh. We'll be back after this little music cue to drink these drinks. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Hey. All right. How about let's get to the disco drinks? Cheers. Cheers. Down or as they say in Argentina, oh salud y amor y tiempo para disfrutar. Tarlow. Hey, <laughs> that's nice. how they say it. Or something. Well done. 
That's I'm reading really that off sweet. very small text really on sweet. my screen, so I mm. I could be wrong. I think he, I think no, I mean I I'm Argentinian and that sounded exactly right. <laughs> Are you no, really? I'm <laughs> no. I though in high school. Uh, Berube. People thought I was uh, a rumor started in middle school that I was Cuban, uh, just because people <laughs> didn't really know what my last name was, and then somebody started a rumor that I was like a Cuban defector. And then they found out Whoa. that none of that was accurate, and I just became like really <laughs> disappointing to everyone. Aww. It was sad. What is, what what is up with your? It's last French name? Canadian. It's uh, fr- it's uh, from like uh, New Brunswick, so it's like a, a place wow. where the French language is like mangled very very badly. Oh right. Uh, but there's so yeah. you're you're a full on full Canadian. on Canadian. There's actually a a Rue a a Rue Street in Montreal, and it is an alley that pretty <laughs> much dead ends. Oh. So it's just like a bunch of garbage cans and people trying to smoke cigarettes where their parents <laughs> won't see them. Yeah. Uh, That's it's very exciting. Maybe shoot a little, shoot a little heroin out out of the view of the. It's police. Montreal, man. Yeah, that's that's about right. Anything goes. Right? Anything goes there. It's yeah. it is law. I don't know if you know this about Montreal, Benjamin, but uh, it's martial law, right. um, and that's why people like moving there so much. Yeah, that's why I have a great time every time I go. Absolutely, it's like the purge, but like always. <laughs> Except, every, yeah, they just take yeah. the one day off. Well, that's a its reputation, it's, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, that, I think that's true. Now, Chris, mm-hmm. uh, forgive me. Um, you you said it's quite sweet. It's great. No, I like it. It's but, it's sweet, but it it almost tastes like a fruit juice let's in a way. Trade sips. Let's trade sips here. Trip, trade sips. How does how does yours taste, Chris? Um, it's uh definitely a reviver. It's uh you know that gives you that, like you know the kind of kick they give you in yeah. the movies. Like that'll that, wake you up. It's a drink. Up. It's that a real drink. Wake you up. A lot of uh, vermouth on this uh, week's episode. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know what? That's that's uh, pr- at least in my drink. Well, man, that's pretty good. It is really it is sweet, though. It is it really is. sweet. It almost tastes like I'm having like a fruit punch. Yeah, which is not all bad. No, not bad um, at all. But um, it, it, I feel like the the booze is pretty masked in this thing. Like I could probably drink a bunch of these without. And that's tequila. And that's so, tequila I mean, to in there. Tequila yeah, is a pretty, yeah. Uh, that's impressive. Yeah, take some uh, take some doing. It mm. does. Um, I, I'm a tequila guy. I like tequila, but. Uh, yeah, it's a nice drink. It's a nice color. It's a, a nice taste. Real, uh, real fruity. It's the uh, hibiscus, hibiscus syrup. That's, that's what uh, does it, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a dum dum. Mm. Yeah, that shit is red as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's super red, and also it's got this wonderful. It's got this grapefruit. Yeah, the uh, twist twist in it that yeah. I, I'm tasting the grapefruit a lot more than I'm tasting the tequila, which I'm surprised by. But uh, but no, I like it. I'm, Man, I'm pro. You, I, I'm I'm a huge fan of the grapefruit twist. When any time a grapefruit twist mm-hmm. makes it into a drink, it's like I mean, better than orange, better than lemon. You know, it's just it's so nice. It's, so, it's a uh, nice tasting piece of citrus that yeah. grapefruit. Mm-hmm. I had a uh, brulee grapefruit the other day with uh, my sweetie. I was it was actually her birthday brunch, which was oh. I was I was home for her her birthday. Um, I've been living in Tacoma for the last few weeks and will be here for another couple. But I uh, I went back to to Brooklyn for a handful of days to celebrate Rachel's birthday. And um, did you catch her? I had you, been like you surprised her. Like it was a genuine. I surprised surprise. her. Well, I, cause I'd been like coordinating with her on the phone and I had somehow like completely uh, committed the wrong day to memory. I, <laughs> you I surprised her because you I, showed like, up went on, home on a Wednesday. You showed up yeah, on not I, like, her went birthday. home on a Wednesday, but I thought <laughs> it was going to be a Thursday. And, um, I, you know, like, and when I realized the mistake, I was like, oh, this will be cool. I'll surprise her. And then I got real scared because like the only connotation surprising your girlfriend by coming home early has in pop culture is like betrayal. 
you know? <laughs> you like walk in and, and find find the pool boy on top of her or whatever. I like I like I just but, like uh, this image of you like climbing stairs carrying like a box of chocolates and like a bouquet of flowers and you're like this is going to be the bet she's going to be so proud of me right now for coming home. And then you like open the door and yeah. you just see like a trail of clothing wah, in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh man, if if it was if, the opposite. It was great. She was so excited. And I was too. Wait, it was the opposite. You came home with best. somebody? Yeah, it was the opposite. I, Benjamin came home assuming <laughs> she was at work. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I I came home fucking the pool boy. I came home and, early uh, with the pool boy. <laughs> Surprised her by <laughs> having sex with the pool boy. Well, that's that's yeah. great. So, um we didn't we don't have a pool or a pool boy, but I got one just for the occasion. Yeah, that's one of those new things in Brooklyn, man. It's just having it's like, yeah, there's all these bars yeah. where you can get a pool boy. Yeah, just, they just hang around out boy. front. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she was super excited. I was super excited. It was great. It was uh it it felt like uh I don't I don't know. Like there's something about like when you run into somebody that you're not expecting to see. Like I feel like that that it's really telling of of the quality of your relationship. Like if if you get really excited to see them, then yeah. it's like, yeah, we're in a good spot. And if you're like, "Oh, hey, hey," and then you like awkwardly try and find something to chat about for a second or two before yeah going on your separate ways like that's different you know yeah it, it sounds like you guys have a lot in common because you were both fucking that pool boy so i feel like that's something that you could immediately just jump into it's something you can build a relationship on yeah 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 i mean it's it's rare i mean that's the thing that's the thing like when you are both you know you're both surprised you know you're both ha- well you, you you weren't surprised necessarily but you you know the the, the reaction that you got from rachel and then, yeah, I mean, the fact that... I mean, I wasn't the surprised, rarest, but I was like, I scared myself, I, right. I will say. You psyched yourself out. But the, the rarest part of that is the fact that you share a pool boy. And that is something you don't really hear too often. And so, I mean, congratulations. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, beautiful, man. Yeah, it really is. It's great. Yeah. I've, I've forgotten. Well, I've mean, forgotten entirely what it's like to surprise a girl, come home and surprise a girl. I don't... I, it's like... Between relationships, for me, it's the great forgetting. It's like starting all over. It's like recording this podcast. It's like you do it again for the first time every fucking week, right? So um, <laughs> every week is a new surprise, is yeah. what you're saying? And let's drink about it. Yeah, that's right. It's I like, have I have a female roommate. Uh, I shouldn't say female. I hate it when people are like, "Oh, she's a nice female." No, I have my roommate is a woman. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I feel like it sounds a little animal. It really does. It? It's it's one of those things where yeah, I feel like is the that... only time I've heard someone be like, "Yeah, she's a nice female." It's okay, like, "Oh, we... you're riffraff or something. We... You're a gross person." Like I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't use the word very often. Mm-hmm. I don't use the word female very often. But I know there's like a huge backlash to, towards that word, and mm-hmm. I I know that's like. Is it okay sometimes and not others? Like I don't understand. Like I guess well, I don't understand. No, I think it's just that I, it's, I haven't yeah. heard the backlash. I've always it's always stuck in my craw though. Like it it just sounds like somehow like despite being a technical term, diminutive in like a it, it's like the Discovery Channel talking about yeah. a human and not a human talking about a human. Yeah, I yeah I just I don't I, I guess I don't um I don't understand. Uh, you know, maybe it's not right to use it anytime. Like it sometimes feels like it's a, you know, like uh, there's new, there's new things happening every week in terms. I, f- I honestly feel like grandpa Simpson most time, most days I'm, I'm like, <laughs> uh, I'm scared or whatever. Like what is it? Like I'm cold and, t- and like, I'm, I'm scared and cold or something. I can't I remember don't know where I am. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where I am. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting to that point where it's like, so basically, all I'm trying to say is that female is something new to me in terms of like the fact that you can't really use that word because it's looked down upon. And, and I guess I never 
um, that's good to know. I didn't know that people were banding together against it. I just I don't know. I don't know it. that. I just think I see like something like a little bit of a spike in the trend online. You know, I see people talking about that hmm. word once in a while. And um, anyway, so we're getting off topic here. I, I I don't know how to read or write, so I don't know what people are talking <laughs> right, about. Right. Yeah. Um, so you were saying, Chris? Sorry, I cut you off. Oh, what was I saying? Oh, no, I, uh, my roommate's a woman. I, this is going to sound so anticlimactic since we just did a <laughs> two-minute okay. diversion. Is anticlimactic. Um, but no, no, it's something where like whenever, uh, I feel like whenever we surprise each other, it's just because we didn't expect the other one to be home. And we <laughs> right, have right. just like, oh, you're like, home. Yeah. Oh, you're home. And yeah. I'm on, I should I should stop watching, uh, you know, The Good Wife on <laughs> right. Netflix. Right. I should not tell you I've been doing this for the last eight <laughs> hours. Yeah. I mean, I, I've lately been like binge watching Cheers again. And uh, again, I mean, I haven't seen Cheers since it was on, you know, originally. But so when I come home, I just make sure that I've uh, paused it where Diane Chambers is on the screen. And then I come home I'm like, oh, you're home. You know, and then I just hit uh, I hit play. <laughs> and then it feels like I'm... And then she uh, just reams you out for being... <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like being, stupid. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. I, you know, I definitely take on the... Man, I'll tell you what, like I had hair like Sam Malone when I was like a young lad, so they called me Sammy Malone sometimes. Did they? Yeah, they did. I believe that. <laughs> and I've, I, I mean, I, I look at photos of myself um, with the Sammy Malone hair, and I see Sam Malone now, like I haven't seen him in a long time, I'm like, holy shit, that hair is big, you know, like he, yeah, we had big hair, Sam and I, we uh, were hair mates. <laughs> um, so sorry, Ben. I think we kind of uh, diverged from. And here. you also hung out with an old baseball coach all the time. I feel like those are two of the many ways. Can that we you're... talk about coach for a minute? Mm-hmm. God damn, I love coach. Coaches. I lo- what season did coach stop being on? Did coach die? What uh, happened? Eighty five. I think he died. So eighty two. Oh, he the show died. Started. Okay. Yeah, and that's then grim. he passed away in eighty five. Yeah, and that's the that's a grim thing about that show where all the characters spent all their time in a bar. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Someone, <laughs> one of the characters died in the middle of it. Yeah, I mean, it's like I don't. Well, it's a, it's a little bit like this show where it's it's ostensibly centered around drinking, but it's not really about drinking. And you know, it? people tune in every week to see what just what's hap- what's going to happen. You know, I mean, it, you know, they got their yeah. they got their favorites. I'm like the Cliff of uh, Let's Drink <laughs> yeah, About It. I think. Man, Cliff is the fucking best. I'm like, like the Cliff. I just tell it like it is, and uh, I'm really bad at my job. Like Cliff was. Was Man, Cliff bad? At, he no, was a bad was, postman, right? No, Cliff was. I think, I think Cliff was good, and he was like super knowledgeable. And uh, yeah, like the one I watched today. You know, uh, I'm going to give you a little recount of uh, what Please. I saw today. Seriously, though, because <laughs> uh, only because I was hoping we would get this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Only because, only because, you know, Coach. Man, they give him the best fucking lines. Like I love how adorably stupid Coach is. Like he's just the best. And you know, uh, Sam is trying to um, impress. <laughs> Diane and her ex fiance, and uh, mm-hmm. so they Cliff tells him to read War and Peace, and uh, and uh, you know Sam says, uh, "Well, this is supposed to be a good book," and he's like, "Yeah." Well, Cliff says, "Yeah, you know, the first eight hundred pages are slow, but you know, it really takes off after that." And he's like, "Well, wait a second, I've only got five days. Like, what are we talking about here? How long is this book?" And he says, "Like, you know, well, I've delivered a few to book clubs, and that's about uh, it's about a three and a half pound paperback." And and coach says, uh, forget it, Sam. Nobody reads four ounces a day. That's really good. Pretty good, right? That's really good. <laughs> four ounces a day. I mean, come I on. Like anyway, That's... it's fucking rewind, edit point, pick it up here. Uh, the Rachel story. <laughs> We're gonna drop. We should drop that in. We should just drop that clip in. Can you guys yeah, play? You, you guys heard the Rachel story. You uh, can put a, you can put a whole episode but, uh, of Cheers in the middle of this episode. Let's drink about it. <laughs> <laughs> just... 
the audio from that. There's I so think, many. I, will... I think maybe can we please, Ben? Can we please? Is that the I can equivalent? Give you the episode name and yeah. and and uh, and uh, this season or whatever, and you can and just insert... drop a whole episode just of in... Cheers. No, just that scene. Just it's that fucking scene. Very quick. It's much quicker than I made it. So. That almost feels like the equivalent of like a supply teacher who shows up and is like, <laughs> "Kids, I, I had a rough night. Can we just watch Volcano or whatever movie <laughs> oh, happens to be days. hanging around?" <sighs> best days. Uh, supply teacher. Well, days. being that we're recording this on a Wednesday night and I have to go eat dinner and then stay up late editing the show no oh fuck <laughs> damn it god damn uh chris please please give me a, give me a couple days leave okay please tell us but i but i will say i will say that the martini uh-huh oh yeah has right. the ratios that it has for a reason yeah i know well oh. as soon as i read two and a half ounces of vermouth, the upside down martini is no, no good so I, I, as soon as i read mm. two, two and a half ounces of vermouth i'm like this is gonna suck i wasn't paying attention during when you were describing <laughs> and upside down martini is just like uh, tan, like orange juice and like grain alcohol. Like what is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's just, I mean, typically it's two and a half ounces of gin and right. uh, an ounce of, I mean, I don't even put it like an ounce of vermouth. That's like, so that's it's basically it's just a watered down vermouth now is what's happening with the upside down martini. Is that what's happening? Uh, or no, what? it's watered down gin. It's, watered so down it's like gin. more vermouth okay. than it is gin. Yeah. Right, right, right. I, I believe it was Churchill that said looking yeah. toward France was enough vermouth for totally. his... Martini. I tend to agree, and uh, this this drink is a serious kick to to Churchill's nuts. No, he's he's rolling over. Which he's you know, over. maybe he deserved in some ways. You know, there's a um, but, there's yeah. a town in Ontario uh, called Swastika, Ontario, here in Canada, and they tried to re Jeez. they tried to rename it uh, Churchill, Ontario, after World War II, because I mean, what? obviously, because <laughs> yep. they're like, yeah, it should be named after Winston Churchill. And apparently the, the town people, it's such a small town, hated the government so much. That they're like, you don't tell us what to do. So instead of renaming it Churchill, Ontario, <laughs> they just changed the pronunciation. So now it's Swastika, Ontario. And this place still exists. Uh, That's somewhere. more German. Yeah. It's more yeah, German. They made it yeah. closer to the thing it yeah. is. Yeah, what? Right? I mean, they made it the thing. Yeah. No. I feel like that's my favorite. Like people are like, oh yeah, we can let's make a tribute to William to, to Winston Churchill. Like the one instance where the And then the town the was like, nah. The one instance <laughs> where the government could help them. Could have like they refused. Really help. Yeah, and they were just like, no, thank you. Get off my lawn. Uh, well, you got what you deserved, Swastika, Ontario. Okay. Well, Chris, please, please. Mm-hmm. Paint. Paint a picture, if you will. Uh-huh. Whatever day of the week it is, a matinee, I'm sure, you went to see Fifty Shades of Grey. Better better still, it, I, a couple of my friends wanted to go see Fifty Shades of Grey, and I, be, like my job, I work on a radio show where I need to know about culture, so I'm like, it's only fair Pop that culture is your is your line of work. It, it is. is yeah. It is my vocation now, and this is like the thing dominating culture at the moment, so I agreed to go. They neglected to tell me it was an IMAX screening. And that there were no what? other screamings. <laughs> so uh, no. we went to see Fifty Shades of Grey, the Fifty IMAX Shades experience. of Grey, what? 50 foot tall nipples. It's, oh uh, here's what, okay, so we went to see it in its full IMAX glory. It's one of those things where like they shot 10 minutes of the movie for IMAX and the rest of it, they just blew the movie up really big. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Um, and that's a movie where you really don't need to see any of it in IMAX. So Fifty Shades of Grey, so <laughs> I... I didn't really know was much it about the, the story. Was it the fucking scenes that were in IMAX, or like the? <laughs> what was, here's what was crazy uh, about it: is, no, it was random scenes. There were some airplane scenes, and there was one scene where they were just eating at a Wait. diner, like it was the woman and her mom, <laughs> and then Christian Grey just shows up, and then it just goes back to regular. It's like, what? Why was Wait, that shot in IMAX? Can I ask why you both mentioned like is the airplane scene famous or something, or the airplane scene it's in the trailer? Oh, I don't it's, know anything about it. So. Yeah, aside like so that movie, I expected it to be 
basically soft core pornography, right? Like that's what you're primed for Fifty Shades of Grey to be right. like. Um, that's the sales pitch. That's kind of the sales pitch of that movie. Uh, and what was disappointing, like they kind of went halfway on it. Like there's maybe yeah. like 10 minutes of sex in it. Right. And I heard 20, the rest of the movie uh, is story. Still, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it, it felt like not that much, to be honest. Um, so basically, Fifty Shades of Grey is the story of a very charismatic young woman and a mannequin who comes to life who meet each other and a mannequin who comes to life and then impersonates human speech as best he can. Um, I wonder, he's just I mean, burns like up the screen. I think that as, as gentlemen, our, our experience of pornography is, is a pretty specific thing. And like ladies have not really had porn for them other than the kind of the bodice ripper, which is always kind of, the what? You know, the, laugh, the, laugh I think at. he's talking about like a he's talking about like a romance novel. Oh right, yeah, right, yeah. right. So here, the point the point I'm trying to make is that may like I, I think that men's porn since since its heyday in the 70s has t- walked as far away from having any kind of emotional arc mm. as it possibly can, mm-hmm. and any kind of you know like they don't even have guys showing up to deliver pizza anymore. Right. It's just like you know. Like the cameras start rolling, and well, you know. I mean, if Boogie Nights taught us, taught us anything, it's that uh, as soon as things went direct to video, you know, as soon as it left that was the theater, it. that was it. No more emotional content. No, nope, that was the end. Yeah, I feel it. I mean, but, the, so, yeah. but so, but so, maybe, maybe that's why there's only ten or twenty minutes of on-screen boning down, right. in that film, right? Because maybe that's not what's important for the. Uh, but isn't that what audience. made the books? Isn't that like you know the you know the books were supposed to be uh, these like these things that you saw people reading on the subway car, and you're like, oh my god, they're getting into it on the subway, you know? So none of it made it to the <laughs> film, but like you know, is that because it's just the first book they filmed, or are we, well, are we up for like a trilogy here? What's it is. Happening? It is going to be a trilogy, though. I have heard reports that the actor and director and screenwriter are not returning for the second one because it was an unpleasant experience to make oh, 50 shades. Oh really? Of I thought that they were all um, in, but yeah. they were all, they all hated each other. No, it, well, here's the thing. Like it's, I came into this movie with really low expectations because I'd been following, right. uh, the 50 shades of great press tour where it was becoming apparent that the two leads had not only like no chemistry, but actively disliked one another. Is that right? Yeah. No, there's like these great interviews where they're like, so what, Hey, when did the chemistry come for you guys? And they're just like, I don't know if it did. Like, and the Dakota, Dakota Johnson, who's the star of the movie, kept saying things like, "I hope no one actually sees this movie." Ha <laughs> ha! Just kidding. Like, you could tell she was. <laughs> it seemed like she was being held hostage oh, and no. put in front of cameras. Um, now I have to see it. Obligated. But Contract- contractually yeah. obligated, and like that, it shows up in the movie. Like, they, like yeah. she's great. Like the, the actress in that movie is is very charismatic and likable. And then the guy, it just kind of feels like like someone has put peanut butter in his mouth <laughs> and he's just trying to get it out and then dubs the words over top afterwards. So does it, does it just basically sound like... No, it's like, well, it's talking. like, that. I think they used to do that with Mr. Ed, like whenever they had a talking animal in the yeah, movie, yeah, they, they put, just put yeah. peanut butter in its mouth and then just dubbed it over and it seemed right? unconvincing. <laughs> they put peanut butter on his, on his, on his underpants <laughs> and he just but, so is uncomfortable. <laughs> now, what did, what is, what has she done before? And what has he done before? I mean, I really am in the dark. It's really not clear to me either. I've never seen any uh, of these people. Really? Um, no, it was, I have to say, you know what? Okay, so the movie, here's the thing. Like, I came into the movie feeling kind of weird for something that actually touches on what, what Benjamin was mentioning, which is like, I was hoping not to be like a judgmental person about it because it's like, yeah, for some people, this piece of art has meant a lot to them. Right. And like, 
who am I to be like, oh, this is stupid, and the people who like this aren't very smart? Like, that's not that's none of my bit. Like, if you get yeah, right. some you kind of emotional reaction to it's it, got like people reading. It's got well, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People at least they're reading it, something. It, right? yeah, it's, yeah, it's like Harry um, Potter, you know. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Wait a second. Are you comparing Harry Potter and Fifty Shades of Grey? Like you're saying they're the same thing? Uh, absolutely. I mean, what about that whole extended Quidditch se- sequence in the middle of the film? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Except now it's set in America, so it's uh, a long extended broomball sequence. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, it's it's something where like I wanted to. I feel like a lot of the like negative reaction to it has been like, uh, oh, you know, this is it's just erotica. It's not like who who would find this like fun or whatever and it's like no actually millions of people have read this and like maybe they learned something new about sex or something like i don't know i was trying to be open-minded about it and uh i had i had a surprisingly fun time like it's a terrible movie yeah but like um, as as they say on the flop house is it a good bad movie or a bad bad i think it was a good bad movie i actually had a much better time than i thought um and actually benjamin you'll like this it's set in the sexiest city in America, Seattle, Washington. That is the sexiest. So there's tons of go like, on a tour, man. Go on yeah. the fucking Fifty Shades of Grey tour yeah. immediately. Well, it's like Seattle's another character in the film. Oh, that's, uh, that's great. And to there's t- so it, there's tons of like establishing shots of like, hey guys, are you ready for some great BDSM romance? Because here's the grayest guy you've ever seen, <laughs> and here's the Space Needle. And I don't know. I have to expect. I was like really expecting Fraser to just like walk in at oh some my point. God. Somebody um, uh, somebody so took yeah, oh, the poster yeah. from that film and. Uh, and held it up next to Google Maps showing like the stuff that's outside the window that he's looking out of in that poster and where the space needle mm-hmm. is relative to downtown puts him right in the middle of Puget Sound so he's got a, uh, <laughs> a towering office building that is in the middle of the water which I I thought that was I thought that was like the best snarky thing about the film that anybody wow, did wow that's, that's a really great. good one man I, I, sometimes the internet is a beautiful place yeah it's uh but so this is uh, to go back real quick. This is common knowledge that it started out. Fifty Shades of Grey started out as uh, fan fiction. It did well. It did, and then it had this huge reaction online. And then a publisher caught wind of it. It was like, hey, if you want to legally publish this, it can't be Twilight fan fiction. Wow, where the characters I, are having BDSM like, I sexual really, encounters. That is so bananas to me. And yeah. I, now I have a whole new disrespect for this book. And. <laughs> Hey man, somebody somebody found a way to get published. That's not easy. No, no. you're right. You're right. But I mean, uh, for, from all everything I hear, it's like you know not exactly a well written book. Or no, oh, and it's a know. terrible. Like the plot is, it makes no sense. Like the plot is, this guy's a billionaire industrialist, and she's like a college student who comes to interview him for a college newspaper, right. and she's so bad at it that he falls in love <laughs> and calls her and like just starts showing up in her life at weird moments that she doesn't expect like it's one it's Guys, something getting where, one like, of my powerful erections right now i want to i want to stop yeah i want to stop chris right now because i just had a podcast idea and i think it's that chris berube comes on every week and explains 50 shades of gray to us <laughs> every week every the same, week the same book nope just just like a chapter at a time oh okay i could probably do yeah just like it's like it's like cereal so every every week you'll keep coming back because you want to hear you know go you read read ahead if you like read ahead if you like but you'll ruin it for yourself that's yeah and we'll and we'll we'll get really famous for advertising male gimp (laughs) (laughs) we were laughing before we got the joke that's pretty good that was really good we both got the joke at the same time really good but we mid laugh so oh it was pretty good. Um, I like that. It had like but, it had like uh, two yeah. phases. Like a it did. Yeah, it had fireworks. It's, it's the first wave, and then it's 
It, ben, <laughs> slow that down, will you, please? Mm. During editing, can you just like slow it down eight hundred hey. times? Eight hundred <laughs> times. Yeah, yeah. I want, I want that like epiphany to last six hours. Well, Chris, uh, on this podcast, Chris Bowman, mm-hmm. that is. You had, yeah. uh, you had a nice uh, trip to the Southlands. Now you're back in I the uh, frozen north, having a little uh, bit yeah. of a hangover, uh, yeah. and uh, the corpse survivor is uh, is in the uh, is in the uh, the uh, dog that bit you class of cocktails, which were originally intended <laughs> to be drunk in the morning. What? This is that is crazy. I yeah. mean, I could if I was on vacation. I mean, I would allow this drink to be uh, ingested at breakfast. Mm. But I mean, holy shit! Like this is a killer drink. Uh, you know, in the middle of your night out. You know, it's a uh, it's it's quite a boozy one, and. Um, but it's good. It's tasty. Um, it's not exactly my favorite. Um, people like the Corpse Survivor, I, I guess. Uh, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan, but uh, you know, to sort of drown my sorrows from having to leave <laughs> such a wonderful time. I mean, honestly, you know, I talked a little bit about it last week, but it was such a. There were so many like harmonious moments in that trip, and I, I mean, I think it wasn't necessarily by design, but it was uh by more by desire like i just wanted to see certain people and do certain things and i just made sure that it happened you know i you know i missed out on a couple of epic moments where friends went to malibu and saw you know they were standing on the beach alone and saw whales waving you know Whoa. like literally fins coming out of the water and they talk about this magical day that i missed out on but i you know uh one day we were working and the next day i was uh catching up with old friends and um so i got to do what i wanted uh, but you know, coming home, you know, you start thinking about how all these things kind of tied together and, uh, yeah. And so I'm standing in the, well, it's actually warming up now, but it was cold when I got back and, you know, standing in the uh, cold North Toronto <laughs> winter and thinking like looking towards California and thinking about, I've been talking about going, like moving there for, you know, must be what is it uh, like seven years i think mm. seven years now and i still don't know how i'm going to yeah. do that but i will do that for a short period of my life of the two hosts of this podcast you're the person that most wants to move to la and is least likely to move to la <laughs> it's absolutely true it's absolutely true um i mean and, and, and it's not that like la you know it, it gets shit on a lot and there's good reason for that there's a lot to not like about that place uh but I think at this point, I've gone back so many times that, you know, and it is a hard place to recommend because if you're going on a, if you're going on it, but it, 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 it's it, a hard place to recommend or live or, uh, yeah, there's so, exactly, or associate there's, yourself there's with. so much going against it that it does not make a lot of sense to sort of talk it up. But when you go back enough and you, you know, you start to have a network of people and you, you know, you find what you like about a place, you know, you stay away from all the shit that it is not nice about a place. So mm-hmm. I'm not there for the uh, Hollywood douchery, which is everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you did a star. I mean, you did a star tour, right? Like you did uh, of, one of those. Uh, that you, you looked know, at celebrities' houses. Yep, every I, single I day. Yeah, yeah. Are those things? Are those things just like? Do people case celebrity houses on those tours? Like, I don't totally understand what those are about. Yeah, I, I think uh, they've probably evolved into that. They've probably evolved into casing tours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. 
like uh, case the case the celebrity tour. You know, like I, I don't imagine uh, anyone I know would get much out of AAs. It's like Usher lives here and there's no burglar alarm on his top floor <laughs> yeah. windows. You know what, people? We've done the work for you. You know, uh, here's so you find the notes in the pamphlet. You guys uh, are one grappling hook away to being like in Kirstie <laughs> Alley's house if you really want to yeah. be. Uh, Alicia they, Silverstone they the uh, changes topless in the window. Uh, just uh, three three over from the left, uh, you know, most days. So, you know, you got a 50-50 chance of catching a booby. I, I think mean, TMZ's bi- missing yeah. out on an opportunity. Well, I was going to say business idea. We do uh, sleaze tour. Yeah, we should do a celebrity. We should do an LA sleaze tour <laughs> where we just make stuff up about different houses. Yeah, oh, that's you just pass great. by and you're like, yeah. guys, this is the house where uh, Benicio del Toro butchers his own animals, uh, <laughs> and he always has the windows open to get the smell out. So if you come by like every Sunday at 11 a.m., like, like, listen, listen, you hear that? You hear that baby pig squealing? That's Benicio del Toro. That's Benicio del Toro. Yeah, yeah. we all that's put funny. on our polyester sport coats and walk around in the 85 degree weather and work up a nice <laughs> funk and just like yeah hey, well, uh, thank you for coming on the tour uh, yeah and then you just leave them in the middle of like los Feliz or something. <laughs> like the end of the tour is we're just like well i don't know where we are good luck yeah. see you later uh yeah I got a bus pass i hope you guys know where you're i i just think i mean i think um I, I swear to god like the 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 thing i honestly the what i do Every time I go there is like I pick a fucking orange off of a tree and the novelty <laughs> is not lost on me every time. Like I'll pick it, like I'll get up in the morning, I'll pick an orange, I will eat that orange and then I'll go for a swim. And, uh, and then I think like, man, is this place like heaven? Is this heaven? Have I died and gone to a place? First of all, I, I swear to God and I talked about heaven and, uh, you know, maybe goes against everything I believe in. Um, but uh, being, being, being a, right? a Satanist. Yeah. I'm gonna say this. Yes, <laughs> uh, it's it's a well-known fact. Um, anyway, this corpse reviver number one uh, is it one this time or two this time? Uh, one? Number it's one. The pre- it's the ep- it's episode one. Yeah, uh, it's a prequel, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's 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 doing its it's doing its trick. It's trick. It's magic. It's working its magic. Um, and it's making you miss Los Angeles. You're saying, or, or you just no? Miss it's making Los me forget Angeles. Los Angeles. You know, fuck that place. All right. <laughs> Um, well, I'm glad we revived your corpse, Chris. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, yeah, I was worried about you there, man. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm walking around with a glazed look in my eye, zombie-like. Yep, I'm back. I feel great. Thanks, Ben. I really appreciate it. You'll be missed. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got in the way of listener requests this week? Man, we got a butt ton of listener requests uh wait nice. a second one metric butt ton well, uh i didn't say metric imperial standard <laughs> imperial standard butt ton yeah uh, okay. is that more or less than a metric butt ton? I, can, I, <laughs> I don't know whether to be impressed i just don't know whether to be impressed or not That's hold on hold on let me <laughs> yeah. let me launch the kitchen calculator app on my iphone and i'll do the conversion nice okay uh, let's do it okay um uh, we got two two different calls this week so i figured why not do both sure let's do it Hey guys, so I have a problem. Um, I accidentally picked up a bottle of Pernod and a bottle of Ricard at the same time. Yeah, that is a problem. And I'd never had them before, and turns out I don't like the flavor at all. So I need a way to get rid of these two bottles as quickly and as painlessly as possible. Oh, so Do you guys have any uh, recommendations? Give them the teens. Give them Much the teens. appreciated. Thanks. You ever... 
<laughs> that's a have you ever had to bury a goldfish have you ever had to bury a goldfish do the exact same thing <laughs> flush it down the toilet no. painless quick easy well yeah can you not make like a punch or something that like masks the the taste with those i don't know are they that strong well so uh so pernode is, is black licorice absinthe and ricard is a pastis um and i would say that most cocktails that feature either of them feature very little rinse. of them for good reason. Yeah, very, it's like because they're very yeah, rinse. They're yeah. intense flavors. They're not. They're not meant to be drunk straight. Um, well, the abs- I mean, you could drink the absinthe straight out of like a, a goblet or something. I guess if you're yeah, if you're a an monster. 18th century king, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, <laughs> an 18th if you're some, century monster, yeah, if you're someone who wears a cape with any regularity, <laughs> yeah. pull that shit off. But no, I don't know. Do you, if you're a count, um, I don't know. So Pernod has been. We've done a few different drinks where Pernod has been an ingredient on this show. Um, in the past, and uh, you can search "Let's Drink About That It" for those. Um, but uh, I think what you're going to have to do is uh, enjoy the fact that they have long shelf lives, use them interchangeably, and see how that changes the drinks. Um, and uh, and uh, just keep them around. They're good. They're good mixers. You know, like I have a bottle of Creme de Violette. How often do I make aviation cocktails? Not that often, but it's good to have. Mm-hmm. You know. So uh, this mm-hmm. is the test pilot. Uh, half an ounce of fresh lime juice, half an ounce of falernum, half an ounce of Cointreau, an ounce and a half of dark Jamaican rum, three-quarter ounces of light Puerto Rican rum, a dash of Angostura bitters, six drops of Pernod, or Ricard, if you mm. uh, want to experiment, and a cup of crushed ice. So what you're going to do is put all of the ingredients in a blender and blend at high speed for five seconds and pour it unstrained into a double old-fashioned glass, adding more crushed ice to fill, or a tiki mug if you've got one, um, and garnish uh, with it's a, one of the, with an It's one of, those kitchen, one of those kitchen sink drinks. Yeah. Like every, every bit of booze you've got in the house. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, you're never going to be using a ton of, of one of these in them, but you know, it's not going to go bad. Pass it on to your children. Honestly, I think, Pass I think, it on to your children. <laughs> yeah, think it's part of your dowry. <laughs> what the thing to do is, is just have a party, have a party where the theme is this drink and only make this drink. And that will be gone in an evening. Start a Facebook event called, I got to get rid of this. Yep. And Come over to my house and let me make you drinks hmm. and it'll be gone. You'll be the hit of the party. The drink will be the hit of the party. You will be a uh, supreme host, and uh, then you'll be rid of the bottles. It'll be beautiful. Lickety split. Here's our next one. Yeah. yeah. Hey, guys. It's Bethany. First, I want to say that I love your show. You guys always make me laugh. I'm not sure if this qualifies as a life event, but recently, or a little while ago, I met a guy, and I really liked him. And we got along really well, and then he stopped replying to my text messages and my calls. And for a while, I had kept his phone number in hopes that we would start talking again or that he would reply. And then last night, I finally deleted it. So I guess the life event that I need a drink for is finally letting go and moving on. Thanks. Well, that's a jerk. Oh, man. Get rid of that guy. Is Stephanie, was that, the, was, it, was that her name? Bethany. 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 What? Bethany. Bethany. So, Bethany, I mean, it, guys are idiots. This guy in particular yeah, is. You don't uh, need this twerp. Super idiot. His loss, drop that number. I bet he doesn't even listen to this don't show. Look back. Get him out of here. Um, yeah. 
You're already one up, Bethany. You're already one up. Yeah. Bullet dodged. Um, well, so here's... Bullet dodged. Here's the, uh, here's the drink that uh, we would recommend for, uh, for that. A fade to black. Uh, this is an ounce of mezcal, uh, an ounce of Ramazzotti Amaro, a quarter ounce of Navy Strength Jamaican rum, half an ounce of agave syrup, one egg, a pinch of salt... Two dashes of mole bitters, uh, and two ounces of Negro Modelo beer. Um, mm. So, in a cocktail shaker, you're going to combine all ingredients except for the beer and dry shake it, and then add the ice and then shake it again. Um, go like 20 to 30 seconds each time, uh, and then strain that into an eight ounce highball glass with no ice and top with the beer. So, this is a weird. Uh, cocktail and that it goes in a highball glass that doesn't have any ice in it and then you'll want to give that a, a brief stir to combine the ingredients um before drinking and that's the fade now, to black bethany be careful because with that navy strength rum it can very become a uh, very become it can be very very quickly become a fade to blackout and, and <laughs> that is the tendency that is the tendency when you know you're facing rejection of some kind uh but again to reiterate this is not rejection. This is, uh, you are miles, miles ahead of this guy. So enjoy a fade to black. Uh, yeah. Uh, but be careful. You don't want to be with somebody that's going to do that, right? Like that fucking no. coward's way out of just like not being in touch about what's what, going what you, on. Yeah. Fuck that shit. What do you think the, <laughs> I'm worried that now we're going to find out that this guy's like, phone died because he jumped in the river trying to save a child or something yeah we're, we're jumping to conclusions yeah we're jumping okay. to a lot it's of conclusions she's to... gonna find that out like right it's before it, this episode goes to air it's entirely you know our choosing to just just go with it you know he, yeah yeah he probably maybe maybe he uh he chose to save the life of a, a drowning child did you say I, I said child. I'm just speculating here. I don't yeah, know no, this guy's sure. life is like. I mean, if it is an animal, maybe he did that. But yeah. if that's the case, well, then all is forgiven. But if not, yeah. well, confession. That's the time. only circumstance in which he's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, confession time. Oh no, my my fiance is uh, one of her most amazing traits is that she's like the most exquisitely well rounded mentally person I've ever met. Like she's super super mentally healthy. And yeah, like, and I am not like I have a lot of demons. That's a fucking. That is a huge. That's a huge fucking achievement. Let's it's just amazing. Say. I yeah. mean, She's you don't so meet, well adjusted. Uh, you don't meet people like that every day, and it's just like I, I honestly think they're like uh, you, you know you meet someone like this. It's like you look at them and like how the fuck did you manage that? You know yeah. how did you manage that? Anyway, um, kudos, Rachel. But yeah, she, she. I mean, like early in our relationship, you know, fights or whatever. Like I would not even want to engage with them and you know like i would close up and and that uh, she she basically you know talked to me talked me off a, a ledge of ruining our relationship with that shit you know like you have to talk about shit and if you're early yeah. in the dating and Somebody is not like, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a dance. You don't know like whether they're like actually into it or not. And you're, you know, trying to see whether it's going to turn into something. But if you don't have the, like, you have to tell somebody that it's not going to be a thing after a few dates. Like if it's one date and yeah. you don't want to get back in touch, eh, you know, it can't be blamed that much. But 
if it's been a, a few interactions and you're and you just fade away like that, like like I mean, this show, is show this that is, person this is, a little bit of respect and just tell them what's going. This on. is this is why I say guys are idiots, guys are jerks, whatever. I mean, it's a generalization, of course, but it's completely fair generalization. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and I, I like I hear this more often than not, like you know, girls talking about now again with internet dating and like you know with Tinder and stuff like this, like you know, I wouldn't put too much stock in it. Like I know there's success stories. I don't know this the I don't know where you met this person, but. But I hear it over and over again that guys just like stop responding. They just disappear. And I mean, it sucks that it's so common. Uh, but yeah, if you don't have a guy, if you haven't met a guy that's like got enough courage to just say, this isn't going to be a thing, as you say, Ben, uh, you know, then you're definitely better off because like there's way rougher waters ahead than, yeah. you know, than that. You're, you're well rid of I think, that guy. Uh, yeah. yeah, Bethany, you've made a very healthy choice, and I think this is the perfect drink because it's got an egg in it, you got some protein, mm, totally. yeah, throw sure. some kale in there. You yep. probably won't taste the kale, but like, sure. just, you know, just I mean, I, you know, this is, this, is, this is what I love about Chris. Great at riffing. He just throws, a, he throws kale in the drink, you know? Just throw sure. kale in a drink. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I love it. It's great. Drinks are, like, drinks are like smoothies, right? Like you can just throw new ingredients in and it's... Sure. I mean, really well, you can make a, make a green smoothie and throw a bunch of alcohol in it. Just Navy, throw Navy a, bunch strength of, rum. a bunch of Navy strength rum in it and just yeah. have yourself like a party. And, like, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I believe... I mentioned it earlier. It's like the great forgetting. You know, just it's a, you, you know, post, post... I mean, you can't necessarily categorize this as a relationship, but yeah, just... You've already done it. You've forgotten it, I'm sure. So yeah, but let us know how that drink is, please, not, Bethany. Yeah. Not to, not to trivialize the, uh, the 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 bad feelings that come with somebody fading away on you. I've had it happen to me, and it doesn't it does not go down well. So. Man, I've had it happen to me in front of my face. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> yeah, like the person disappeared, like in totally. Back to the Future, like yeah. when they when he's like, when Marty McFly is looking at a photo of himself. Yeah, and I'm looking disappears. at a photo, and they're like disappearing from my reality and reappearing wow. in a photo. And That's it's like what's happening. Yeah. I worry that has more to do with with you, my mental health, your mental health, than it does with this them. This is why I say you don't meet a well-rounded, mentally healthy person every day. I don't anyway. <laughs> Chris rarely leaves his house. That's I right. That's the moral. Sure. I'm becoming story. more of a shut-in. <laughs> becoming more of a shut-in. Yeah. Really yeah. embracing this uh, uh, agoraphobia that it's setting in. It, I'm, I mean, I'm here recording in your in your home, and it's uh, it's Howard Hughes esque. Like it's, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know what gave do, it away first. Like, how do you tell the alcohol bottles from the pee pee bottles when you're making drinks <laughs> for the show? Pee pee bottles, the pee pee bottles. Chris Berube, how do people find you on the interweb? Oh, uh, well, you can find me. I'm on Twitter at Chris Berube, B-E-R-U-B-E. I host a, a podcast for the Walrus Magazine here oh, in shit. Canada, if you've ever read that thing. Uh, I do that, and uh, you can hear Q on your public radio station uh, in Canada or the United States. I produce stuff for that. I'm not on it, but uh, that's what I do for all day. So, uh, yeah, check that thing out. Right on. Chris is one of those guys that's got uh, a lot happening, and he's not afraid to take on more. And it's uh, a really, uh, I mean, I've, I've told you I'm a big fan of yours, and so I, I really appreciate you doing this. And, oh, thank uh, you. No, I appreciate being invited. I'm a big fan of, uh, I'm a big fan of your show. Um, and I understand you, it's probably a bit of a come down after having big celebrities on the program. Yeah, big celebrities. Yeah. Like having a Vanderslice or whatever, and then uh, calling this guy. I don't know who dropped out. Oh, tonight, man. But, John uh, Vanderslice is the greatest. Yeah, well. Um, yeah, was, uh, well, you can follow. He sounds uh, like Chris he is, right? 
Yeah, he is. He just is. He's the best. Um, you can follow Chris Bowman on on Twitter at Chris B Chicken, and you can follow Benjamin Harrison at Benjamin R A H R. And you can follow our show at Drink About It, and go to our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Let's Drink About It. I think, and uh, I think we're gonna and try and follow, do an uh, Instagram, and. Uh, yeah, we got a website, all that stuff. Rate us on iTunes, five stars. Uh, really helps us get the word out about the show. And uh, yep. we should thank Graham Walsh and Paul Watling for the uh, music and art. And Thanks, anything fellas. else? Oh, you, you should please, please rate my uh, podcast where I just described chapters of Fifty Shades of Grey to Chris Bowman. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Give that, it five stars right to your local congressman and get it put on the school curriculum like do whatever you have to do to make that thing pop i want to be known yeah. as the guy who listens to chris brube uh describe 50 shades of gray on a podcast uh, that's how <laughs> i want to become known um, it's gonna it's gonna be as big as the Smodcast, guys it's gonna be like a, it's gonna be a blockbuster that thing yeah uh, I look forward to it well thanks again chris Thanks yeah, again, thank Chris. you so much and, for coming on the um, show. Yeah, and I have a feeling uh, this is not the last time you've heard Chris Brewway. Um That's that's ominous. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, the way I said it, the way I said it was the way especially you said it was ominous. Really scary. Yeah. This, no, it would have been more scary. If I said this is the last time you've heard of Chris Brewway. Or if you said this is not the last time you've heard of Chris Brewway, or is it? <laughs> I've been a ghost the whole time. I'm, I'm Chris Brewway. I'm thanks. saving that for Halloween. Um, Okay, thanks, everybody. Yeah, we'll be back at you next week with more life events, more drinks to go perfectly with them. Yes, sir. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Who did did you meet on this episode, Chris Berube? (laughs) I'm upset to your audience. Oh, you met them, I guess. <laughs> I'm saying nice to meet you to, to all of your fans. I got yeah. it, Ben. I got it. Well, you met I was two waving of them. at your computer screen. Oh. Well, I met two, well, I've already met both of you. No, but the two listeners, he means, I think. Oh, I see. Yeah. I'm translating now for you guys. No, I get that. Yeah. I, thank you. That was nice <laughs> to... Thank we, you for the content. We don't content. get each other. We're like ships in the night with the getting it. Um, all right, fellas. Uh, <laughs> <six>. <laughs>